What is wrong with the following logic? Stephen Grumbine advocates military spending austerity, therefore wants America to get invaded, enslaved, and suffer a genocide. The unjustified assumption is that more military spending means we are safer, as Mr. Grumbine and I agree military spending leads to invasions which create blowback and create enemies which make the USA less safe. What's wrong with this one? Stephen Grumbine opposes the Catholic Church's right to take 20% of everyone's income by force and, in exchange, give us free, universal Catholic schooling for 12 years. Therefore, Stephen Grumbine wants everyone to be stupid and doesn't care if some people get education and a happy life and others die via ignorance. The problem with this logic is that it could easily be the case that Mr. Grumbine cares deeply about education, but just doesn't believe the Catholic Church is a good organization that will achieve such an end. He also could believe that the church is good, but people still shouldn't be forced to fund it and get caged if they don't chip in. The reason this matters is because Mr. Grumbine has accused libertarians of advocating austerity and thus advocating murder. Apparently, Mr. Grumbine sees the government spending $6.27 trillion every year and says, anyone who doesn't want to give them more money wants people to die. Giving the state more power to produce health care, Medicaid, Medicare, welfare, FDA, ACA, Medi-Cal has not lowered the price of health care. Giving the state billions to provide school hasn't given everyone an education even after 12 years. Fannie and Freddie loans didn't cure homelessness. The Federal Reserve monopolizing the money supply didn't stop recessions. The court system does not create free universal justice, nor do government police create universal safety. Sally Mae and college subsidies have not increased the quality of schooling, nor has it decreased the cost. The drug war has not helped drug addicts or their families, and invading Afghanistan didn't usher in peace and prosperity for Afghans. In short, opposing government intervention in X in no way means you don't care about X. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, the Wright Brothers, Walmart, Goodwill, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Google have done more to give poor people access to goods and services kings of the past could ever dream of than all other government programs combined. Not to mention Henry Ford made automobiles more affordable. Rockefeller did so with oil, Carnegie with steel. Same with televisions, cell phones, computer software, furniture, toys, books, CDs, DVDs, microphones, air conditioning units, and radios. Less coercive third-party intervention leads to more innovation and more competition, employee and consumer choices, which improve quality and lower prices, all else equal. Progressives are simply imperialists. They know so well what's good for you, they're going to violently impose it on you, then brag about how nice they are after you've been separated from your family and are rotting in solitary confinement. Quoting from Walter E. Williams in Race and Economics, page two, consider another comparison between market and political resource allocation. If one tours a low-income black neighborhood, he will see people wearing some nice clothing, eating some nice food, driving some nice cars, and he might even see some nice houses, but no nice schools. Why? The answer relates directly to how clothing, food, cars, and houses versus schools are allocated. 
Clothing, food, cars, and houses are allocated through the market mechanism. Schools, for the most part, are parcelled out through the political mechanism. If a buyer is dissatisfied with goods distributed in the market, the individual can simply fire the producer by taking his business elsewhere. If a buyer, taxpayer, is dissatisfied with a public school, such an option is not in a black neighborhood economically available to him. He has to bear the burden of moving to a neighborhood with better schools. Interestingly, if one does see high-quality schools in poor or moderate-income black neighborhoods, they tend to be private institutions such as Ivy Leaf in Philadelphia, Marcus Garvey in Los Angeles, and Marva Collins Prep in Chicago. In short, if you care about the poor, decriminalize all economic activity between consenting adults. Uh, what route would you personally take with taxation if you were president? Eliminate it completely. Uh, every single organization except government is expected to provide value in exchange for what it takes. If all of us together decided that we were going to start a restaurant, but our model is going to be different than every other restaurant, we're going to go around with guns and point them at people's heads and say, give me a fixed amount of your income based on what I think you owe me. Actually, you have to tell me what you think you owe me. And if you're wrong, oh, you're going to be in trouble, but you better give me your money. Okay. And then we come back and we go, Hey, great news. All that money we took from you, we made you a sandwich. Okay. Not only would we all be in jail, let's, let, let's pretend for a second, we wouldn't all go to jail for racketeering and, and pointing guns at people's heads and threats of murder uh, and violence. Let's pretend that we'd be allowed to do that. How good do you think the food's going to be at that restaurant? What kind of value do you think people are going to find in that restaurant? They're going to say, yeah, you know what? That restaurant sucks and the food's terrible, but you got to do what you got to do. And after a while, enough generations will say, listen, this is just how this is just how food works. That's the situation we're in right now. We're in a Stockholm syndrome. There is no reason both morally and for utilitarian purposes, that any organization should be allowed to make you give them money, not because you're there giving you real value in return, but because you have no other option other than to face harm and still end up having to give them the money. Here is how, and, and of course, the very next question becomes, but how do we fund the things that we actually need from government? Even if we agree that, you know, a lot of government or even most government spending uh, is, you know, bloated and unnecessary and wasteful, which, by the way, is as a, as a direct result of the fact that they can just take more from you whenever they want to. Things they actually need to do. How are we going to do that? And there's two models that can be used together, actually. One is there are some things that you pay a direct fee for the service that you're getting from government in that situation. You don't want the thing you don't pay for. It. That makes sense. So. But that's most that's very few things. Most things are things that are being provided, you know, like court systems and roads. If the, if the government still own the roads, uh, you know, common defense. These are things that it's you can't really like levy an individual fee based on what that person's usage is. And they can't really say, well, no, thanks. I won't use that service because they are using that service. But what you can do is you can say this. You can have something like a, a transaction fee. So, for example, let's say we had a 5% transaction fee on all transactions that had a financial, a, a changing of money. So, I sell you a car for $10,000. And so, there's a 5% transfer fee, which would be 500 bucks. We can choose whether or not we want to pay that. I can choose whether or not I, as the seller, want to pay it. You, as the buyer, can choose whether you want to pay it. We can decide whether we want to pay it, you know, split half or do some kind of, you know, a, a, a percentage of, of payment or just not pay it. If we don't pay it, 
nothing happens. We don't get in any trouble. We don't get any letters. We don't get any threats. None of that. But if we don't pay it, and I sell you the car, and it turns out to be a dud, and it doesn't work, and you come back to me and go, Spike, what's what's up? This car's not working. And I go, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you bought it. You can't sue me. You can't call the police. You can't utilize government services because you didn't pay essentially the warranty on it. You didn't pay that 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 uh, that protection to be able to have it. So it was a choice that you made. Now, the beauty of this is most people, the vast majority of people, especially on serious, you know, important financial transactions are absolutely going to pay it especially if it's low enough where the value of, of what would potentially need to be used if, if something went wrong is way higher than the, than the cost of it. Not only are you as the buyer going to insist that either you pay it or I pay it, but if I'm a good, you know, if I'm a used car salesman, why wouldn't I pay it? I get to say, hey, at Crazy Spikes Used Car Lot, you know that when you buy a car from me that I pay that transfer fee because that means that way that you know uh, if anything happens, you're protected and you know, that's how you know that I'm a, a, you know, a good used car salesperson. There's no reason why people wouldn't pay it. Now, if someone says pay it, they don't have to pay it. And they, if something happens, they won't get the protection as a result of that. The beauty of doing things this way, besides the fact that it's morally correct to actually require a, someone to have an option to opt out and to choose whether they want that value or not, is it forces government to actually provide more value than it costs. All of this bloat, all of this pork, all of these handouts to crony court, all that necessarily has to go away, especially if you've also taken away their ability to print out endless fiat currency. If you take away their ability to print out endless money and you take away their ability to extort anyone under threat of harm, now they actually have to provide you with value. Now, whatever level of government you has has to actually prove that it's worth paying that amount. They have to actually be worth more than what you're paying, just like literally the rest of us. If you and I have been able to spend our whole lives not using threats of violence to pay for our way through life, then they can do it too.